Welcome to Tavern Tales Jr. Humble Wood Edition. This is a Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play podcast for kids and adults. In Tavern Tales Jr., we will take a group of kids on a fantastical adventure, but this time we're all burbs. This podcast is created by and for kids. So let's see what heights we can reach today because we're burbs. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me. Through the wilderness and woods To where the winds are blowing free Through the darkness of the night Heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the troops And get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets neighborhoods head over the river through the woods hi this is kyle and welcome to the very first session the very first game of humblewood with our bird folk characters as they work through the campaign setting from the kickstarter epic success humblewood from the deck of many we are overjoyed and extremely excited to get to play in this brand new campaign so let's kick things off as we normally do hello and welcome to tavern tales jr humblewood edition this is for kids and adults my name is will and i play the role of tim portens which has a British accent, and he is a Canadian goose. Cleric, and his domain is the Storm Domain. Cool. What does Tim Portents look like? He looks like a, a normal Canadian goose, just bigger and taller. He's bigger and taller? He's got a long neck? Yeah. What is his expression? Is he generally happy? Is he frustrated? Is he grumpy? What's his look? He is generally happy. Cool. And in this game, Will and everyone else, I would like you to all broadcast, tell me what your personality traits are on the back of your sheet, because your personality traits, bonds, flaws, and ideals will be the way in which you earn inspiration in this game. And you have all graduated as players to earn the right to have gems for inspiration as the adult Tavern Tales game has. And these gems will function as story modes. So if you get a blue one, a blue one is going to allow you to roll like you normally would with the inspiration advantage. Two D20s on your check. However, you can also earn white gems. And the white gems will give you the ability to change the story to modify the things that have happened. You're like, no, I want to describe, here's a white gem, I want to describe how the prison is laid out, not you, Kyle, and it gives you more power over the story. I cannot stop the spending of a white gem. So Tim, played by Will, what are his personality traits? His personality traits are avoid showing my power. Oh, and I always end up at the center of attention. Excellent. Yeah, that's good. The center of attention and he needs to show avoid showing his power. That's funny because if you show your power, you'll be the center yeah. of attention. Okay. And who is sitting next to you? Hi, I'm Robin. 
And today I will be playing Rita Harper. Oh man, this is weird. A American Robin who is grounded. Wait, 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 wait. You're a Robin playing an American Robin? Yes. That's cool. That's awesome. Thank you for making that choice. Who is an American Robin, lawfully neutral, Ooh. and is grounded. She does not like flying. She feels comfortable on the ground in cavernous places. And due to her grounded nature, many people don't understand her. But there are a couple who do. Oh my goodness, here we are, surrounded by Tempest Storm people, and we have our grounded character who's like, no, no flying. I love it. (laughs) I hate flying. Her personality traits are see how others fare, which means she likes to see what others would do in her circumstances. Like, they're on the ground, they don't have the ability or want to fly, what do they do? Mm -hmm. And she likes to compare that to herself and see how she can improve herself. Oh, she's always comparing others to herself. But like in a good way. Okay. She gets embarrassed easily when complimented. And she has a terrible fear of heights. Cool. I love it. All right. Hello, my name is Malcolm. I'm playing the character Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the... That's not his last name. What's his actual last name? Eddie... I don't know. I don't know. Is that like, I don't know? Or is that a different word? No, because I couldn't figure out a last name. That's awesome. Eddie, I don't know. A... D-I-N-O, Adino. What type of bird is Eddie? He is an eagle. He really likes to be, say, adventurous. That's cool. He likes to be adventurous. What are some of his personality traits? My personality is I think everyone is equal and uh, I am kind and generous. Cool. And my name is Savannah and I play April Reaper. Reaper? Cool. A blue jay. So you can picture the ed- like the tips of her wings are black and she has silver eyes. Ooh, I like that. That's great. What uh, what class is she? She is a rogue. She is good at keeping secrets and she also has trouble sleeping. For everyone who is who actually has the Humblewood book or is looking into it, we have taken some liberties here with some of the racial classes. We have a raptor in Eddie. He is an eagle. We have two lumas, which are our songbirds, our forest birds in the blue jay and the robin. And our last one is a gallus. That is our Canadian goose. So all of the races are kind of fit in here. I've done some sub race modifications to help them with their attributes for their character sheets with their a uh, little additional plus ones that they would probably rather have than maybe a plus to wisdom or something for a rogue. And Now, let's dive into the game itself. We have these five characters, and they kind of know each other from their backgrounds and their backstories. In fact, one of the key backstories in or backgrounds you can take in the Humblewood Adventure is called Bandit Deserter. And I think that three of our players have some sort of bandit-related background. Now, they didn't all take Bandit Deserter because the um, the feature is really only applicable for one, and it wouldn't be really useful to have three people with it. So we took some other background features as well to combine to that. So how about we, do- we start without the backgrounds for our three Bandit Deserters? Who would like to go first? 
Eddie used to be the son of the bandit leader and... Used to be. He's not the son anymore? Oh, he still is. Oh, okay. And the bandit leader is still the leader of the bandits? Yeah. And you have forsaken being a bandit anymore to become and pursue being a paladin, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, that is important because you, Eddie, used to be part of a team of bandits, and they involved two other players at the table. Who are the, who are our other bandits at the table? April is also one of the bandits. What was her role in the bandit group, the little bandit band that she was part of? She was the... She was a lift, a bandit lifter. Oh, okay. So she was the one responsible for going in and stealing and sneaking things? Yes. So we have three people in the troop here. They know each other pretty well because they had to steal things together. And in fact, they all stole a big heist, their last heist, the one before they stopped because something bad happened during that heist. And they all stole and got some sort of special trinket. And I'd asked during character creation if you could come up with the thing that you wanted to have that you had stolen. And of course, the more valuable that thing was, the more dangerous it could be that you'd have to give it back. Um, so have any of you come up with that bandit trinket, that stolen item that you are going to add to your character sheet? And the answer no is perfectly fine. If you have, why don't you give it to me, Sav? Uh, it's like a necklace that depending on the light, like how much light is hitting it, it looks like a different color. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Just like a necklace that changes color Mm -hmm. in the light. Cool. That no one will know was missing and you can add that to your character sheet. It is worth 50 gold pieces. So if you ever need to sell it, you could get 50 gold pieces for it and then you could buy something else. Eddie, you're, you are part of this bandit group. Your character also gets one of the items that were stolen from this last job that you were paid for. What was your item that you got? It was like a a crystal orb that sometimes, uh, while you're looking away, sometimes pulses. Interesting. If you were to sell it, you would just get 50 gold pieces. But it is an interesting artifact. Crystal orb. Needless to say, these three characters know each other rather well. They have deserted the bandit life and run away from it. For Eddie, that will be much harder than it will be for April, because Eddie's family is all bandits. But you have fled the group, and you have pursued new livelihoods. You've gone off to become a rogue, and you've gone off to become a paladin in whatever way you feel that needs to happen. But we have two other players here. We have Rita, and we have... Tim. How does Rita know the other people at the table. Well, Rita, lawfully neutral and possibly does not approve of their previously nefarious past. Oh my. Well, that's something that's definitely going to come out here. We will start with these two characters together studying some sort of arcane spell in a town, the town of Meadowfen. Does Rita know anyone else at the table? Yes. Who else does she know? She also knows Tim Portents. How does she know Tim? Tim is a part of her band. Oh, interesting. 
That's great. So you have a band together? Oh, yeah. We're the heart band. The heart band. I love it. We play shows all around places, but we rarely meet up anymore because, you know. But you don't because? Life got in the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Tim, do you know anyone here in the group? Who do you know, Tim? I know April because our dads had a bar and they were... They both were basically the owners of the bar. What was this bar called? Does it not have a name yet? The Heart Bar. Okay. there. That's an offer. What other names of this bar could there be? It had something to do with blue. I didn't actually have an idea. It had like wh- like something that could be like in the name. Or... Sure. What, what was going to be in the name? Uh, like blue or something. Blue is in the name of the... Yeah? The Blue Heart. Blue Heart. Blue... What else? The Bandit bar. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that, that would probably people would not go there. <laughs> not actual bandits. Not actual bandits. The blue bandit bar of the blue bandit brewery. That's a cool one. Yeah. Blue moon brewery. Ooh, what do you guys think of blue moon? That sounds really cool. <laughs> cool. Blue moon. Blue, moon. blue heart moon. I know you want to add heart into that, but what they can do is the signpost on the outside of it says the Blue Moon Bar, and it is on a heart-shaped piece of wood. Oh. Cool? Mm-hmm. All right. So your dads own a bar together, and the two of you have spent a lot of time growing up in that bar. I love it. In Meadowfen. The Blue Moon Bar in Meadowfen. Eddie, do you know Tim or Rita? Mm, let's say yes. Because okay. that's always going to give us more adventure if you do know them. So which of the two do you know better, Rita or Tim? Tim. Cool. Can we say that Tim helped you on your path towards becoming a paladin? Sure. Cool. Because Tim... Because he's goose yeah but tim is also wind touched and we didn't get to that in his background but he is considered special he is considered to be touched by the gods of the amaranthine or the amaranthine gods of the forest and tim is one of the portents of the world that he is wind touched and certain things signaled on his birth that Tim would be somebody special. And he is the one that helped point Eddie down the path of the paladin and helped him leave his bandit cause. Are you going to be able to have that scene together later on? Sure. Cool. So there's a definite friendship here. The two of you are pretty gosh darn good friends. But it's also because clerics and paladins are very similar. Clerics and paladins are similar. Yeah, that's. I think that's very, very true. You both follow different gods. Well, do we have enough connections here that everybody feels like they're good friends and they would support and help each other in times of need, despite their different backgrounds, despite their different heritage, despite the fact that eagles like to eat and barn owls like to eat blue jays and robins? Um, um, well, um, let's just say that that's not what happens in this world. That Eagles do like to eat. They do. All right. Well, that's not really how it seems to feel. Yeah. I'm a nice bird. Have you seen my stats? I'm a nice bird. That's good. 
He has I'm all the iceberg. nicest personality traits, bonds, flaws, and ideals he could pick. We're going to start the game. So I need Will to help us enter the world. You need to drop us into the world of Humblewood with lots of forests and it's and you pick the type of day it is and whatnot and we'll descend upon the village of Meadowfen, okay? We sink through this awesome recording studio that my dad probably spent way too much money on and we fall down through an ocean. And you see all the fishes and the everything. Sharks. And sharks. That like to eat. And it is nighttime at the moment. And then we sink down and see a prison. The prison is modernly decorated. And then we see a forest. It has some birds in it. Owls. It's night. Very windy and cold. And then we fall through the forest. And we start to see a prison. And inside this prison, arrested for a crime she didn't commit, alone in a jail cell with a hard, dirt-packed floor and a pile of straw in the corner for her to sleep upon, is none other than April Reaper herself. She is wearing prison clothes, All of her gear was taken from her. She has nothing on her. And how long has it been since April got to eat something, Sav? I'd say about 12-ish hours. You're in jail. It's been 12 hours. There's guards slumbering in the guard post just outside your cell. There's a window and a dark wind has picked up in the night and it's blowing past and it's stirring the straw in your cell and it's cold and it's dark and you're huddled alone harlow let's say you're at the bar the blue moon bar you are studying at present with none other than the renowned rita harper of the heart band here in meadow fen this bar is wonderful sawdust floor big long bar top lots of glasses a whole bunch of people are there and you're tucked away in a back corner it's night it's dark outside, but in here, it's warm. There are even a few humble folk nearby in Meadowfen itself, which is just to the north of the Mockden Caverns and the Mock Fields, which is a darker place that you might find out more along the lines of as you go along. But nonetheless, you're here in Meadowfen. It's a busy place. You're here in the Blue Moon Bar. What are you drinking, Rita? Rita is drinking ginger ale and practicing on her luke ukulele as she goes up tonight for a short little show awesome off to the side celebrating his recent release from paladin school from getting acknowledged as a paladin of which god which amaranthine god is our good friend eddie a paladine of raya So as you are now named a paladin and you can now go out into the world and do Rhea's good deeds, you're celebrating with your friend, Tim, who helped you find the path to Rhea in the first place. So Tim and Eddie are both celebrating as well, and you're 
bigger folk, the two of you. You're a little bit bigger than everybody else, so they're giving you a wide berth as the two of you are having a drink. What are you drinking, Eddie? Coca-Cola. Perfect. This podcast is not sponsored by Coca-Cola, but if you'd like to, we will gladly toss one back in your name. And what are you drinking, Tim? I'm basically not even drinking anything because I'm behind the bar. You're behind? Are you working? Yes. I love it. Because I I am able to create drinks. That's right, because you are a brewer and you have a job here in the village. I had no idea, our cleric brewmaster. So you know what? I'm going to award you the first gem of the game. You have earned a white gem there, Tim, for that great idea of being here and working on this night. Tim, pass me another ginger ale. I finished mine. Okay. The door bangs open, attracting all of your attention and a cold wind. The exact same wind that just blew through the prison brushes into the blue moon bar itself. And April's dad, who knows that April's in jail, but has not revealed this news to anyone else because he's so ashamed of that, looks up and says, Close the door. Wind blew it open. He is a grizzled blue jay himself. His Feathers are a lot more of a dark royal blue than they used to be as he's gotten older. And just as somebody's rushing to close the door, a figure strides in. And it is pick a bird type that was one of the bandits that worked in the in the group with you all. Raven. A raven. I love it. I have a gender. Okay, sure. Both. A gender neutral character? Yeah. Yeah, okay. They like to be called they. And what is their name, Robin? Gareth. G-A-R-I-T-H. Cool. This raven bandit you recognize steps in. It's none other than Gareth Stormborn. Gareth sees the two of you, nods, and goes to sit in a secluded corner away from everyone. Seems like they are beckoning or have asked you to join them i say hey do you want a drink they do you walk over there to ask them if they want a drink yeah. hey do you want a drink okay so as you're walking over to ask them if they want a drink does eddie also come over there to join in i'll go yeah eddie's heading over there to talk to gareth to see what gareth wants you could make an insight check if you would like to rita should have taken insight <laughs> yeah then you have gained insight that this figure who entered the room, the person you don't know, this Gareth Stormborn the Raven, you don't know this person, and this person has distracted Harlow. Harlow knows this person, and this person wants to talk to Harlow. Oh! You can get all of that from the role that you just made. So Harlow isn't into them. All right, what do you say? All right, Harlow, I can tell you're lying. Just go off. Take a break. You've been studying way too hard anyways. Hey, Tim, pass me another one. Tim's not at his normal place. He's walking over to go talk to that person as well. Tim too? Man, when am I going to get a ginger ale? <laughs> Eddie, are you heading over to talk to Gareth? Mm-hmm. Excellent. There's a big hawk who's standing there in the bar and this hawk says, Hey, you. I know who you are. What you like are you doing here? I don't answer. I was talking to you. He 
takes his big wing and he gives your shoulder a shove. You think you're too high and mighty to talk to the likes of us, do you? It's common folk. What does Eddie do when he gets shoved by this hawk? I guess I walk away. Oh, that's right. You walk away, big man. You're nothing. I'll take me another whiskey, he says as he stumbles away. He's clearly drunk. He clearly is, and you've diffused the situation. Well done. But everyone else in the bar notices that Eddie Adeno has turned away a challenge. Cool. You head over to see Gareth, and Gareth says, That was mighty nice of you. It's a good job to distract and deflect attention, Eddie. I have bad news. Rita, are you still sitting over there reading, or are you paying attention to what's going on over here in this secluded corner? Well, Rita has to get prepared to go up and sing because it is now her turn, so she- Mm, Let's say it's her turn in a little while, not just yet. So she's going over to see what's going on because, well, Harlow's distracted. Why Why should I just sit here? Fair. Okay. Yeah. You can you can pay attention. You can wander over as well. So we've got our four players have all come over and Gareth says, I have bad news, Eddie. April's been clipped. She got nabbed by the uh by the watch. It's a completely illegal crime. She didn't commit it at all. That's against the law. I did. And we gotta make it right. You gotta get her out. And they probably won't believe us. What do you mean believe us? Never mind. Who won't believe us? I mean we gotta bust her out. I don't want her going on on this sort of thing without us. I don't want her taking my fall. I'm skipping town. Will you help her? Sure. You all got out of the bandit life without a scratch. Except for April. She deserves better. I'm not here for a drink, Tim. Just here to tell some old colleagues something bad that happened. Okay. Uh, actually, can I have some water, Tim? Okay. Tim. You overheard all of this happen. Do you want to help April get out of jail? Yup. So are you going to leave to go get water and then come back? Or are you going to hang out? I'm going to leave to go get Okay. water. She's set for the gallows in two days time. I only found out about it because my cousin's dating the guardsman. There's not even a trial. Okay, well, if you don't want to talk to me, I'm... I understand, but I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here right now. You need to stand up and... Go to jail for what you did. No matter what it was, it's against the law. I can't do that. Also, like... I won't. doesn't even know me. Yeah, that's fair. You're there with the group, though. He says, uh, I can't do that. I won't. I don't... Anyone will ever have respect for you. I don't live for the respect of others. I've done too many things. Many horrible things with Harlow and Eddie and April to care what others think at this time. If you can get her out, she deserves it. What are we gonna do? That's a good place to start, isn't it? I guess... What are we going to do? So, Gareth leaves. He does not help with the plan. He's getting out of town. And you spend many hours debating the different plans you could possibly have to help get free April from the prison. Tim comes back. Tim comes back with water and he overhears and he gets caught up in this and all four of you start working on a plan to help rescue April from prison. And it's a good plan. But how good? When is it never a good plan? Yes. Where is April leaving for in two days? I'm probably not the one that came up with the plan. I'm actually pretty dumb. April is set for the gallows in two days. Like to be hung or guillotined or put on fire or however they kill people who have done heinous crimes in Meadowfen. Exactly. So you've come up with a plan. 
The plan has some complexity in it. The plan could be made a lot easier if you incorporate the assistance of April's dad in the plan. But if you incorporate the help of April's dad in the plan, you will not get as much experience for this rescue. Would you like to try to do it yourselves or get an NPC to help you? And we can do it ourselves. If we do it by ourselves, there's a higher chance that we won't be able to do it. And she will be locked in jail for longer. She'll be killed. If our gods are able to, we may be able to heal her. Unless they don't destroy her body. You can't heal someone that's dead. Yes, you can. Georgington can. And Georgington can. Okay, so do you make use of the, the NPC? To help, or do you do it yourselves? Do it ourselves. Do it ourselves. We should not force anyone into this criminal activity. I was going to say NPC, but I guess we're doing it on our own. Yep. Okay. my fault if she dies. Cool. Everybody wants more experience points instead of less experience points for this rescue attempt. So, the prison only has one cell. It is a one-room building. The cell has bars around it and a window with bars in it. The door to the prison opens on one side and it's got the guard in there. So if everybody can picture that, right? Can you picture this one bigger room? It's a whole big room. The whole building is the prison cell itself. And the prison cell could hold up to like five people in it. But currently it only has one person in it because this is Meadowfin. Also, April has been arrested and is going to be hung without a trial because nobody even knows she's there. Which A, is against the law, why I'm helping. B, she was wrongly accused. Okay, so everybody's got their own personal motivations for why they're helping. But how will you assist in this prison break attempt? Everybody look at what skills you have on your character sheet. What are some of the ones that have black dots around them that you think might be helpful in this prison break attempt? Things like athletics to pull the bars away. Things like persuasion to distract the guards. Things like intimidation to scare the guard so that other people can do stuff. And or lockpicking. Unfortunately, our rogue is stuck. Or we could have history. History could help with something. Yeah, I mean, I think that, history that would be viable. History could help, help because if it was built a long time ago and nothing was changed about that, then I would still know everything about the prison. Cool. I love it. Yeah, that's a great one, too. Yeah. Malcolm was next. I have persuasion and history. Cool. Pick one skill, each of you. We have... Tim, who wants to make a history check to help with knowing some of the layout of the prison. Maybe Tim has a history of somebody else who's escaped from the prison and he wants to bring that into use. What skill do you want to use, Malcolm? Persuasion. You want to persuade the guard or mm. to distract them? Okay. Or help you with the escape? Okay, cool. And then what do we got, Rita? Performance. Performance? Interesting. Distraction. Cool. And then, of course, April. No one has managed to get a word to you yet. You're probably bemoaning what's going on. You don't even know that they're sentencing you to the gallows. You have no idea when your trial is even supposed to be because you don't even know what you're doing there at all. I'm in the dark. I was just arrested, so I'm in the dark. Exactly. What skill would you like to make use of to escape? Deception. Actually, no. Stealth. Ah. Ah, it's hard because I'm in a prison cell. All right, that is the check that you want to make in this prison cell escape. Not acrobatics or deception, stealth. 
Awesome. I love it. Good choice. By the way, any of those choices would have been a good one. Thank you for making your choice. This is a crazy sort of escape. So I think the first check we need to make is a history check, right? Yeah. Understand the history of the prison, people breaking out of it, that kind of thing. Cool. So Tim Portance, make your history check. Six. Six total. Well, the difficulty is scaling on this one that you know of no successful escapes from this prison cell that you've only heard of somebody walking out because of the guard herself who has been known to take a bribe or two in the past. That's all you know from your history check. That leads us to Eddie and his persuasion check, knowing that this guard has in the past been willing to take a bribe to look the other way. We have Eddie's deception check. What are you going to say to her before you roll the dice? What do you say to this guard? to persuade her yeah, uh, I have help. yeah you would like some help on this does anybody else have some help that they might be able to render malcolm's character she comes up they they both come up and i, d- I don't really have an idea to help i just would like to help so i think that i'm just in the background looking a little bit intimidating and okay but he needs to know what to say so do we have any ideas as to what malcolm's character eddie could say in his persuasion check? Well, he could talk about her being wrongly accused. Yeah, but she seems to be the type that likes to accept a bribe. My friend here isn't trapped in prison. Would you mind looking the other way? Yeah, that's what, so you're just going to ask the question and then try to persuade her and have a conversation. We could do that if you'd like. Or um, you could offer her something that you have on your character sheet that you might be willing to part with. Um, I was thinking like bringing up like something that he'd be fine like parting with. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Something on your character sheet you'd be willing to... I to, think I've got an idea. You got an idea now? Okay, what are you going to say? If you... Let me take April out of jail. Then uh, later on, if I meet you, then I'll help you. Cool. Yeah. You want to make an offer like that, that you owe the guard a favor. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. The guard will. Well, let's see how you roll on your check. Oh, no. Pretty low. What's that total to? Nine. Nine is not quite enough. She would say something along the lines of like, I do not take bribes from of favors i take bribes of things there are too many things that could happen in the future and i do not have any uh need of you right now what else do you have but uh i am interested escapes happen you know so a favor of the future is not good enough but she is not unwilling to hear other offers while you're chatting with her though the performance starts. How is this performance check helping you help everyone else? Robin, was there supposed to be other guards watching this place that reduces everybody down to one guard because of this performance? Is that what you're attempting to do? So there was actually a special going on at the brewery for guards that she set up. The next day or whatever? Yeah. Okay, there's a special performance for guards and for people. It's like guards get like half percent off on this specific day, like half off. There's some sort of performance that you're doing that is just pulled a whole bunch of the people from the town in, and you've managed to pull away most of the guards. If you score high enough, there might be no one watching the place. 
Okay, roll. It's true. 14. 14 means the only person watching this place is this guard that's willing to be bribed. No one else will see you come and go. You failed at your persuasion check. So now we turn to our stealth check. So Eddie is talking to her and he's offered a favor. You can hear that from outside. You've managed to steal the key from, because it wasn't on her person. You've stolen the key from on her desk and you have managed to distract her enough. What do you do with the key though? It's a keychain. It has two keys on it. One, the key to the front door. One, the key to the cell. Actually, there's a third key. You don't know what it's for. There's three keys on a chain. Do you try to keep that and unlock the door yourself later? Or are you going to throw the keys and hope that they land in between the bars and land quietly enough in April's outstretched hands so that she stealthily has the keys? I would keep it for later. I'm going to try to throw them. All right. So that means we're lead- we led to our last check which is your stealth check to catch the keys. Now, normally this would be like an athletics or an acrobatics check, but we're trying to catch the keys as quietly as possible. So let's roll a stealth check for that, just because that's what you wanted to do to begin with. Oh, no. Savannah has once again shown that she cannot be trusted with a D20. I got a four. She drops the keys. The keys land with a loud clank. Ching. And the guard turns and she says, has this all been a destruction? Yeah, yeah, I did not see you come in. What are I am afraid I will have to ask you all to leave now, please. No. Hit her over the head. <laughs> na, 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 na. Hit her over the head. I jump in and... <laughs> well, you're there, Tim, and you have that white gem. Is there something you would like to change about the story? <gasps> Ah, nuts, but not cults. Is there something you'd like to, would you like to spend the gem to help everyone out here in this moment? Or are you good to let it go? I'm good to let it go. We could just hit her on on the head. Hit her over the head. (laughs) Okay. She says, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You are, you are trying, you've not been successful in whatever this stupid bribe was. And you're throwing keys. Get out of the guardhouse right now, please. I'll give you money. Well, you're performing right now, Rita and Tim. You're performing your songs to keep everyone distracted away from the guardhouse, right? So that it's only this one person there. They could just fight. (laughs) We have April. We have Eddie. What would you like to do? You have knocked this guard out. She falls and looks like she's going to crack her head on the corner of the desk and possibly break her neck or cut her cut her temple open as she falls eddie do you stop her from falling or do you let her fall i stop her from falling i'm a nice bird exactly so you stop her from falling you catch her eddie for that you may have a blue gem okay you catch her she falls she's very pretty she's like a kestrel type bird and her eyes glaze over a smile spreads across her beak she falls into slumber and you have freed april yay you rush over and you grab the keys you find the right key you unlock the door and what do you say april when you are released robin's so gonna make a romance out of that what do you say april thanks guys i didn't know how much longer i was gonna be in there hey who are you well until you died of course wait 
What do you mean? Didn't you yell? They were sending you off to die in two days. What? No, they didn't tell me anything. <sighs> Those unlawful car. You all meet up. W- After the performance, car. you're in the woods and you all meet up the next day. You know, the guard, she seems perfectly fine the next day and doesn't comment about the fact that April was in jail. April's dad has not seen April yet, so he's still very worried. (laughs) You've stayed the night, sequestered off in somebody else's house, and you're expecting a a big cry and fur to ring up in the village, but nothing happens about it. And the people that arrested you are not looking for you. At least, that's what you've heard. But you still want to keep your head down. You're trying to sneak aside, and there is... A commotion in the village square. Um, name an owl type. A snowy owl? Sure. A snowy owl woman limps towards the elder's home. And you're headed to the elder's home yourself today because you want to know why you were arrested and why no one is looking for you. So the elder is important. The elder's last name is Reaper. You know her, April as Granny Reaper. But this strig woman, this snowy owl, you know her, Rita, because she was a villager who was sent out about a week ago to investigate this smoke that suddenly appeared in the north. You're not too sure what was going on with it. Somewhere near Ashbarrow or somewhere within the scorched grove, smoke began to pour up in a huge cloud, and some people were sent north, and she has returned. Her name is Kara Stormsinger. She's a snowy owl, and she's limping, and she's bloodied and beaten, and she's walking towards you all. The five of you are gathered there, and you see her start to limp up. She gasps in pain and almost falls. Oh my gosh, are you all right? I'll be fine. No, you will not. You are bleeding terribly. I run up as fast as I can and help her. I don't need your help. I have a meeting. I have to get to the elder's home. No, you need to be taken care of first. You are bleeding. It's not important. It's not important at all. You can see that her white feathers are singed and flecked with ash and soot. We're going to help you get there. (sighs) I must speak to the elders. War and grave danger. The grove has taken an entire town. <gasps> the grove. And at this point, a wizened gallus, an old rooster, who was sitting on her front porch, rises up and pulls open her door, waving for Kara to come. Come, 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 come. Come, come. I take under her the snowy owl's wing, crushing me almost. Probably, And we, like, bring her up because... Sure. You can tell that this is Ardwin. Ardwin is the assistant to the elder of Meadowfen. The elder of Meadowfen is none other than the grandmother of April Reaper. The gallus, the old... I guess since it's a she, it's a chicken. Um, She opens up the door and she says, come, 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 come quickly inside and the five of you are all suddenly brought into the room with Kara storm singer herself so what's all the fuss about a whole bunch of other inquisitive 
bird folk villagers try to get in as well, but Ardwin stops them and turns them away with a quick cluck and a shoe of her feathers. There's no need for so many in the village. No, so many. She pushes them all away. And there inside is Granny Reaper. What does she look like, Sev? Her blue feathers are very dark and her... Let's say that she's like a magpie. She's not just a blue jay. She's a magpie. What does a magpie look like? Like the black and white. Black and white and blue? There's like a million of them in Calgary. They go... Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Very annoying. Yes, they are. Uh, Her white feathers are, are gray from... As she is aged, she looks stern, but she's very kind. No, she's both of those things. Kara, singed and hurt, badly hurt. Does anybody offer her any healing or help or aid? I do. Oh, yeah. What do you say, Tim? From the great Gaspard, heal this very woundly hurt bird and give them support and courage. I have medicine. Did I use medicine? So medicine won't let you heal her. Medicine will let you know what's wrong with her or what caused this thing or determine if there was poison or a disease and what those things are. So you can make a medicine check if you'd like, but it's pretty evident without even making a medicine check that she's burned and cut and is exhausted and probably a bit dehydrated. So go ahead, make your medicine check. Maybe there's something else that we don't know. Sure. Ooh. 19. A 19 on the die, plus your proficient is two, plus your wisdom bonus of one, gives you a total of 22, and that is more than enough for you to know that she's just burned, dehydrated, and exhausted. Our good friend Tim Portance casts his spell, and she is healed miraculously before your eyes, and she says, you didn't need to waste it on me. It doesn't waste Granny Reaper says, It's clear you have endured much, my child, she says, motioning to everyone to gather around. But take your time and tell us, what has happened to the North? And Kara goes on to explain that the fires from the Scorched Grove have spread to the hillside town of Ashbarrow and raised it to the ground. This is important to Eddie, because the Adeno family is from Ashbarrow, and you have family members in that town. Kara warns that the roads are full of bandits, and she is lucky to have escaped with her life. Many of the people that were sent with did not return. She says, others, Ashbarrow citizens fleeing their burning homes were not so lucky, and she doesn't know where anyone captured by the bandits have been taken to. (sighs) Granny Reaper says, This is very serious. And she looks right at April and she says, I'm going to need you to leave. Take your friends and go to Alderheart. Talk to the Birdfolk Council there and inform them of Ashbarrow's destruction and the bandit activity on the roads here near Meadowfen. You may be the only ones I know of who are capable of making this dangerous journey. Will you go? Yes, we will. Okay, let's do it. Well, thankfully, your personal effects have appeared in your grandmother's house. Your backpack that has some sort of special thingy that hangs off of it. What is that thing that hangs off of your backpack that you know that this is your backpack? 
It's like a black wing keychain or something. Cool. A black wing? Like a stylized made of wood or something? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have any keys on it. It just hangs from your backpack. This token. It's there and all of your stuff is inside it. Even the necklace. I was just thinking about my orb when you said that. Cool. Well then, you have been sent on this mission. You have an hour or two to gather up any personal effects you might need, and then you need to leave right away. You're given a map, which will be a much nicer map once we get the actual physical books. I've printed off a couple copies of it so that people can see it. One to share there, one to share there. Ha! I get my own. You have been challenged to go to Alderheart and speak to the Bird Folk Council. Please, if you can go overground. Of course you have to go overground. How else would Let's you get fly. Let's fly! No flying. Yeah, you said no flying at the beginning. Well, you're not actually capable of flying any of you. Aww. I mean, other than her. Even then, she can just only glide. Well, she can You can up. jump off of things and glide for a very long distance, but you cannot fly. We're birds. You're not truly birds because you can also hold longbows and shoot bows and arrows and you're wearing chainmail armor and carrying a giant sword uh, yeah. <laughs> and a shield you've gathered up your possessions and you're about to head out onto the road the five of you all at the behest of granny reaper do you ask granny reaper for anything for this thing or do you accept this noble challenge and task as it is the proper thing to do for an adventuring party who says what to granny reaper when she asks i like pineapple actually i'm gonna ask everybody individually and you tim portents i remember when you you were just a little tim bit (laughs) will you accept this task yes and do you ask anything of me in return? No. And go then, and know you speak for Meadowfen, and your god, and you, Eddie Adeno. <laughs> your family is tied and caught up in this. Do you accept this mission, knowing the bandits are so heavily connected to everything here? Yes. And do you ask anything of me in return? I don't know. What do you have to offer? Oh, just my thanks, dear heart. Thank you. And you, Rita Harper? We don't miss your songs and your performances, no doubt. Been a a mainstay of joy in this village. I do accept your offer. And my only request is that you take care of this place with your life, soul, and abide each law individually. Oh, Rita, you're always about the laws. So that's the only thing that matters, doesn't it? The five of you will now go. She doesn't even ask April at all. The five of you will now go. Because she already said yes. That's true. And the five of you will deal as best you can for our people. And you will put aside selfish, evil ways and do what is right and best for our village. And I will trust in you, my granddaughter, to lead the way. For it is you who has the hardest path to walk. I will not fail you. Don't make pledges you may not be able to keep dear one. She uh, pulls you in for a big hug, April, and she says, of all my grandchildren, you are my favorite. You make the hard choices, dear. Make better ones. I love you. I love you too. And with that, as our party of five bird folk with maps and rations and gear strapped to their backs, 
leaves the village of Meadowfen on their first adventure together. But because you did such a good job rescuing April from prison, and you have done a great service to the village by choosing to accept this task, let's have you all start next game at level two. You're wondering if I go wandering with you. What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into? Would it be wrong to tag along? With a band of vagabonds You wonder if I'd wander with you So I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the troops And get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets And these neighborhoods Head over the river This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales Jr. We'll be back in two weeks with more of the adventure. Our intro and outro music is Through the Woods by the Okie Dokie Brothers. Find their music on iTunes or check them out at www.okidoki.org. And follow them on Twitter at Okie Dokie Bros. We'd love a review on iTunes or check us out on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. See you all later! I'm wondering if you Come wandering my way If you ever get lost Or if the trail leads you astray The music of the pack Can always bring you back I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum Round up the troops And get the gang to come neighborhoods head over the river